Last summer, in 2016, I attended my first kundalini yoga class. While the introduction to kundalini yoga was fascinating, my primary goal was to experience where the yoga class was in. It was in a salt cave, the Montauk Salt Cave, in the most eastern end of Long Island. Afterwards, I chatted with the founder of the Montauk Salt Cave, Shannon Coppola, about what motivated her to create a salt cave that's now expanding to a third location, which will be in Manhattan. If you or someone you care about suffers from respiratory issues, eczema, Lyme disease, or anything involving inflammation, then you may be particularly interested in Shannon's story. Oh, and please excuse the sound quality. Shannon and I recorded this conversation in a small room behind the salt cave. You may hear equipment running and random noises in the background. Regardless, I think you'll still enjoy this conversation between two moms who have been curious about all the natural remedies that may help our families while posing no harm. And remember that you can find podcast show notes as well as additional information like links on salt therapy on my blog at nontoxicliving.tips. That's www.nontoxicliving.tips. Take a listen. Hello and welcome. I'm Sophia Ruan Goucher, author of the book A to Z of Detoxing, The Ultimate Guide to Reducing Our Toxic Exposures, and now host of the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast, where I sit down with everyone from beekeepers to teachers, chefs to doctors, and all of the mothers, fathers, and children in between. Collectively, we'll learn tips and tricks for practical non-toxic living. I look forward to sharing my humbling and never-ending journey with all of you. So who are so who are you? My name is Shannon. I am a mom, I am a wife, I am a daughter, I am a friend, and I have the salt cave both here and in Montauk, and soon coming to Manhattan. The inspiration behind building the salt cave was for our son, Oliver. We have three children, Miles, Oliver, and Mia. Oliver had severe respiratory issues, and it was a mystery trying to figure out what it was that was ailing him. So and is this from when he was born? Yes. Okay. So literally, I would feed him, and he would... It was like almost like a reflux. He couldn't keep it down. Yeah. No matter what we did to fix it it wouldn't help and then it was this gnat he sounded like a baby seal every hour on the hour all day all night just this cough he still has scars like right here from trying to scratch at the irritability of it wow and um and how old is he now he's six and a half he's six and a half and the first time we took him so we did everything we had the adenoid removed we treated him with inhalers with nebulizers with nasal sprays with this with that it turned out he was allergic to all environmental elements like even animals i wouldn't and i just adopted uma a year and a half ago but i wouldn't have been able to if we didn't find the salt because he can breathe around cats or around dogs 
We took him to a salt room in New Jersey. It was in Clifton, New Jersey. It was called the Salt Cavern. And that night, he slept through the night for the first time. But both my husband and I were like, is this some kind of placebo? Like, this is weird. So we kept... I mean, he was four at the time, though. Yeah, right. he was four. So... And for how long was he in the salt cave? 45 minutes. 45 minutes mm -hmm. to, to be able to sleep through the night. Right. And a child's respiratory system isn't fully developed until they're nine. So this type of treatment is works a lot faster in children. Um, so we took him that Saturday. We took him that Sunday. And then we came back to Montauk. And he went, and that was in December. And he went the rest of the winter without coughing. Didn't get sick. My wow. Husband, my husband has Lyme disease. He would go and sit in it and he would feel better. Wow. As a child, I always had eczema. I went and gone. Okay, wait a minute. So, I, a number of people I know have Lyme disease. Yes. So, for your husband, how did spending time in a salt cave... The like anti-inflammatory anti agent of the salt helps any kind of inflammation in your joints. Like with my husband, between being a surfer and the Lyme disease, he was just stiff and achy and in pain and then it would he would feel loopy and like he had all of the he even ended up in the hospital his pericarditis his heart almost exploded because back then they didn't know what it was yeah. you know now they're starting to do research on Lyme disease but and they still don't really know what to do it's not a cure for Lyme disease this yeah. hierarchy will never leave your body but it does help so it's relieving relieve the pain and discomfort in his joints is your son Oliver? Mm -hmm. Is he? Is are his respiratory issues gone? Gone. Unmedicated. Sleeps through the night. That's Has not amazing. had a sleepless night since that time. That's amazing. Except for one bad dream, and he came into bed with me. What Hasn't been sick. Hasn't been sick. Did get the stomach virus, but there's nothing you can do. So about how often do you bring your children to the sun? Once a week. Once a week for four minutes. But in. in Late July, early August, he's here every day. Okay. And when it blooms, it doesn't get him. So I read online last night, and I don't know if it's true, that one session, I don't know how long, in a salt cave is equal to like four trips to the beach. Yep. One 45-minute session, that's totally true. So if you know what your skin feels like, if you know what your body feels like, if you know just what your whole being feels like, that's what it does. We have rehabilitation centers bring people here, you know, like just to kind of ease their nerves and just kind of get that sense of being at the therapeutic beach in the wintertime, but you really you could go, of course you will, but it's kind of cold, you know? Yeah. Therapeutic. Well, in tool. Poland, the, the history behind it is the miners in Poland in these salt mines were outliving their life expectancy. And at that time, anyone mining anything shouldn't have lived to their expectancy, so they started to really research the salt and the healing properties. They actually built respiratory hospitals and cathedrals where you can, in some of them, you can like, you get on like a burlap sack and you slide down into the salt mine. Wow. But people go and they worship, where people go and there's a waiting list of months to get into this respiratory hospital. So wow. Shannon and I continue to talk about personal health experiences. While I hope you find them interesting or thought-provoking, please remember that not everyone will have the same experience, and you should always discuss your health care with your trusted professionals. Wow. So being in a man-made salt cave is, um, I mean, clearly it's, it's, a, it's effective and helpful. Right. I mean, I arrived this morning 
I got like seven, eight hours sleep, which is a lot for me. <laughs> I had like half a glass of wine last night <laughs> and I had coffee this morning because I was feeling really groggy. Yeah. I couldn't just feel clear headed and it wasn't until like 15 minutes into the class in the salt cave that I started to feel really clear and yeah. it I just somehow cleared my brain. Yeah, and 15, plus coupled with the Kundalini class, I mean, that's yes. cleansing your thyroid and your pituitary gland. Yes. So that's also in the rapid breathing. But 15 minutes inside of the sake, you'll feel your sinuses open up, you'll feel your chest open up, and yeah. you will feel clear. It's bizarre because you're super duper relaxed, but then you're also really rejuvenated at the same time. Yeah. What the salt does to you. Now, to answer, go back to. So, the way these are built, the microclimate, and there's really only one builder that really knows how to do it properly, and her name is Margaret Schmihowski, and she's out of Poland. And, and um, she realized a way to, like, literally, as you're breathing in there, it's sucking out the air that's in that room and putting in recycled air. Mm -hmm. So you could potentially go in with the flu, right? Mm -hmm. And you will not, it's so sterile in there. In between the salt that's in the room mm -hmm. on the ground but then the machine the halo generator which is really key which is pumping in the salt mm -hmm. that you're inhaling and again there's always a myriad of ways of doing things but here Huntington we use the right halo generator where you don't have a residue on your skin or on your clothing or on your hair it's, it's not harmful. You're getting just the right amount. And that's what that said. There's a sensor. I like people thinking it's a camera, but it's a sensor to make sure that it's not too salty and that it's just mm -hmm. right, you know? So mm -hmm. that communicates to me while I'm in the waiting room to make sure that what's happening inside the cave, that if you are all the way in the back of the room, you're getting just as much therapy as if you were sitting right in front of where the blowing okay. comes out. Okay. And how much salt did you say is in the cave? In Montauk, in this cave where you experience, there's eight tons of salt. Eight tons. And it all comes from northern Pakistan. Wow. Yeah. Is that the purest source, northern mm -hmm. Pakistan? And Nepal. And Nepal. Nepal. But in Pakistan, they have more workers to mine it and to carve the lamp. So in Nepal, it's really... And also the monks are in Nepal, so it's kind of still... You don't really, you don't really take from there. Yeah. Yeah. And earlier you talked about your eczema. My youngest daughter developed severe eczema starting when she was three days old. And it was really severe. Yeah. Um, so she's been doing traditional Chinese medicine, which, which has worked great, great for yeah. her. But I'm, you know, we continued the, pro she had like a new suit of skin in a month, but we continued the program because children with eczema are at much higher risk of developing asthma. Yes. And I'm wondering, I'm thinking, well, first of all, I'm wondering how the salt helped your eczema and thinking I should bring my daughter, probably all my children here. You should. I mean, it's always great, but also I have bath salts that I can give you too that you can soak her with the salt and it will help keep her skin healthy. And if she does have any eczema patches, it'll dry it right up. Oh. So bathing in the salt. For how long? 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. I mean, she sounds like she's young, right? She's four. Yeah. Does the temperature matter? Nope. Okay. Like lukewarm, like, you know, you would regularly, you know, give a bath. And okay. I bathe them in the salt and lavender oil every night just to keep them. But you're right. So the eczema patches do kind of go hand in hand with the asthma or the allergies because Oliver, when he was suffering, he would have these little patches on his face and nowhere else. I had eczema always on my back as a kid and even as an adult, but I never had any breathing issues. 
so but by going into the room we were going to Nicaragua in February and I had I was covered on my back and I said I'm gonna drive and see my mom go to the salt room a couple times and then it was gone so I was like okay we, my husband's a surfer, we live in Ditch Plains. There was no way he was moving to northern New Jersey. So I asked him if we can build one. And he thought I was out of my mind, you know? Especially something like this in Montauk. People usually go west for things and never right. really come east for things. Yeah. But we're helping so many people. And so, but so finally he, he got comfortable with- He did. He did. Committing to this. He saw how, and the research, like I would have like binders and folders and, and I was really passionate about it. And it was just not only for our son, but for, Everybody, every mom out there that has a child suffering with something or, you know, just people, allergies and Lyme disease in the East End are so, so prevalent and the asthma in the winter, the skin conditions in the winter are always worse. So now we help people every day. So it, um, you know, I'm wondering about frequency, how often sh someone should spend time in a mm -hmm. salt cave. And it was just interesting that when you first started visiting Salt Cave shoot it wasn't like it was every week because your first visit was in New Jersey yep. and it was always in New Jersey we only went because there wasn't and it helped you for months yes so we went to that my mom's birthday fell December 13th 2014 so 12 13 14 my brothers and I threw a really big surprise party we took Oliver that the, the, Saturday the 13th that Sunday the 14th we didn't go back until February again um, before we went to Do Nicaragua, nope. And then, um, then I started building this that June. Opened in 2015. So now I have Oliver. He's highly allergic to the goldenrod that blooms out here in late August. The hay, uh, ragweed, hay fever. The idea is if you are an environmental allergy sufferer, the idea is to come into the salt cave as much as you possibly can before it blooms. Yeah. Build your immune system up. So now when it blooms, it doesn't affect it. How does it affect your immune system? It boosts it. Well, I know you're inhaling question. minerals, You're right? inhaling minerals, but it, it helps, you know, you don't have any inflammation, so nothing is getting clogged, right? How does it bring down inflammation? Just the components of the salt and all the minerals that are in it, and the one, the there, people who just recently had an organ transplant should not come to a salt cave because they're given medicine to kind of regulate their immune system, and the salt cave boosts your immune system. Yeah. So those are the only, but pregnant women can come. People with high blood pressure can come because the Himalayan salt is proven to lower your blood pressure. Um, people with heart conditions, stints, oxygen, mm -hmm. just people who recently had an organ transplant. Okay. And also know that we're not, this is just an addition to right. what you're already doing. Right. Don't throw away your, right. your inhalers, but you'll notice you won't need it as much. It's amazing. This is one thing I like to ask mothers, especially mothers of like three or four kids. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feed them for breakfast? What do I make them for breakfast? Yeah. Do you have a so routine? Of course. I do have a routine. And of course, I have three children that all want different, different things. things all the time. I feel just like a line chef. Yes. Miles doesn't eat meat. This yes. This one doesn't eat that. This yes. one doesn't eat bread. And it's just all their own. It's not for health or anything. But Mia loves oatmeal with fruit. Oliver loves, he wants a fruit bowl every morning. Um, Miles loves eggs, so it's like making Miles an egg sandwich, but Mia won't eat an egg sandwich. So, right. we, you know, between oatmeal, 
egg sandwiches, lots and lots of fruit, smoothies every morning, and then the bowls of cereal here and there. Okay. So your oldest who likes the fruit, fruit bowl, do you worry about protein or fat? Like, doesn't he get hungry? Well, no, 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 no. Miles will eat eggs, so he gets oh. his protein from okay, eggs. Okay, and okay. And I make eggs. the veggie sausages, like the organic veggie yeah. sausages for okay. him. And he eats lots of nuts and beans. Like we definitely substitute the new meat with plenty okay. of iron. But now he's kind of incorporating it little by little back into his diet. Okay, but a smoothie most mornings. Every morning. Yeah. What yeah. do you put in the smoothies? Fruit, um, almond butter. Yeah. Um, depending on whether I have soy milk or almond milk. Sometimes I even put yogurt in the smoothie. Yeah. And uh, flaxseed. Uh -huh. And I put Himalayan salts. Yeah. And oh, that's a good idea. It just depends what spinach. I even yeah. put cantaloupe in sometimes. Yeah. Depends on what I have in my house. Yeah. Smoothies have been great in my household too. Yeah. I haven't done almond butter. That's I don't good. know if the, the yeah the kids yeah. like it. Yeah, it's good. Okay, I'll try that. Yeah. One of my favorite answers from a mom, and she says she gives them leftover dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to know what's so funny? You know, living out here, the kids don't know what a diner is. You know, right, so when right. I go visit my mom. So let's go to the diner for breakfast. And my, my Oliver's like, "What's a diner?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's a place where you can eat anything you want at any point, of, at any time of the day. I'll do that." And um, he said, "Wait, so I can have a chicken sandwich for breakfast?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "But can I also have my fruit?" I'm like, "Yeah." So it's funny. It's really funny. But mornings are hectic. And then keep yeah. in mind, for the high school out here, like the bus picks up miles up at 6:30 a.m. Oh my so God. he's up at five. Okay. And what about like school lunches? Because you know you can't pack nuts. Right. And if you have a child who won't eat meat. Right. Right. But like I'll make him a veggie sausage sandwich, or send him with chili, like in a thermos, or oh, soup. Oh, and he'll like eat that. He'll eat that vegetable chili. Ve okay. You know, vegetarian chili. Yeah. He'll eat minestrone soup. You know. Okay. Um, falafels. I make falafels okay. all the time. Okay. I feel like I should open a falafel shop because I'm constantly <laughs> making falafels. Um, but that's funny. That's I'm funny. Curious um, how your, your set of family doctors have responded to your family's experience with the salt cave. Um, I can't really answer. I mean, the pediatrician really never commented. You know, um, obviously, I still like you know, vaccinate. I still go for their checkups and. But there's really never been, um, there's never been a conversation about it. Oh, really? I mean, she asked, you know, you haven't renewed your steroids in a while. I said, I haven't needed to. And, but there was kind of like a, oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there are a lot of pulmonologists that are recommending their customers, their customers, their patients, to try this out. Yeah. And a lot of allergists. Maybe not the ones out here, per se, but, um, it's a really good question, and if there's really not, hasn't been much. Yeah, and the holistic world is really great. I yeah. mean, oils and herbs, and yeah, there's so many other things to do. And that's kind of how I felt too with the doctors. It was kind of like, no, it's asthma. And I'm like, my husband and I don't have asthma. It's usually a yeah. genetic thing. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And, but I still did what they told me to do. Yeah. But coupled with sleep deprivation, not feeling well, and the but steroids. But that's huge, the sleep deprivation. The steroids, he was a basket case, yeah. like unruly. He wouldn't yeah. listen. He couldn't listen. Yeah. He just, he was miserable. He never smiled. 
And his son yeah. never smiled. And now he smiles all the time. You know? So it's great. Yeah. And I do. I do the oils. I do the herbs. I, um, Bettina, I what do oil structure. For him, I use lavender. I just use lavender on his part. Like she taught me with the pressure points. So I do the pressure points and on his back and on his chest. I put oils in the bath with him. Lavender I use. Um, and then like flu season, I always diffused like um, frankincense like through the yeah. diffuser just to kind of keep the air that he was breathing. Because yeah. he was also really allergic to the dust. But the salt lamps, believe it or not, kind of help absorb the dust. It's weird. Really? It's weird. Then do you have to clean the lamps? Because they have you, films you take, of like, dust? A, but, it, but they don't. What do they do with the dust? I don't know. Amazing. I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. But once a week, I take a very, very lightly damp cloth and wipe the salt lamps. I but have some, and I need to start using them again. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm remembering another question. I read yeah. that salt lamps can help protect from electromagnetic fields. Do you, have you come across? Mm -hmm. So what they say to do is have a salt lamp very close to, like if you spend a lot of time with, on the laptop or your phone in your bed or whatever, the idea is to have a salt lamp very close to these. The salt has the negative ions. The what does that mean now? Like what are negative ions? Negative ions opposite of positive ions. So, so are, do these electronics give off positive ions? Yes. Okay. So they're like, weird it's weird but they have to be plugged in and on you're gonna get the healing of the lamps in the salt with them just being around you but they have to be on for them to be working so if we're talking about a bedroom mm -hmm. is one that one lamp enough for the bedroom or should, would you have more than one depends on how big the room is yeah. like by square footage and I have all that information up front like as oh. far as the size of the lamp that you should have in my bed, in my bedroom, because we don't have a door, so you can never close it, and it's the ceilings are vaulted a little bit. I have one on each side of the bed, and then when I sleep, I'm always at the edge of the bed, and the lamp is like right there. I have one next to everybody's head at home. And I, other than this stomach bug that went around Montauk, that there was no escaping unless I kept them home, none of them have been sick. None of them, not one of them. Okay, I'll start using them. <laughs> <laughs> more salt lamps. And so. the dust, it's weird. My house used to always be so dusty. And so do you leave the lamps on all the time? All the time. Because you're doing so much good stuff for your indoor environment. Mm-hmm. And never, never unplug them. And, and we don't have air conditioning at home, and we live right by the beach. So do know that the salt lamps are very, very sensitive and susceptible to humidity. So one day I was at the beach with the kids, not knowing that our street had a blackout, and they just sweat all over because we lost power. Yeah. So now I just keep a decorative plate. Now, this time of year it doesn't matter because it's so cold, but in the summer I always have a plate underneath. So if the bulb does burn out or something, or there is a blackout or we lose power, that there's something to catch the salt because it could ruin furniture. Okay. Yeah. Um. You, just like with essential oils, it's hard to find really truly pure ones, right. even if they may be labeled 100% pure. Right. Is that true of salt yes. lamps too? Mm -hmm. So they have to come from Pakistan. There are, like, like just a month ago, or maybe right after the holidays, there were all these recalls on salt lamps from oh, like really? Michael's, um, like these bigger department stores, um, Bed Bath & Beyond, Michael's, TJ, and, and maybe... I know for sure it was Michael's and Bed Bath & Beyond. 
But it wasn't the lamps, it was they were buying the cords from China to try to save money. So the cords were making the bulbs explode. So then they thought there was something defective with the salt, right. but it wasn't. Then there's some other places that say that in Poland, some of the salt is pink, yeah. right? So it's not true Himalayan salt yeah. from Pakistan, but it is healing, you yeah. know? So, but everything I can assure you, everything we have in our caves is right from Pakistan. You get these big, like I can show you the flag, like everything, it's like right, everything is from Pakistan. Yeah. So, how? Do, so, could someone buy lamps on your web? On your website? You could call us. I haven't set up like the online. So it's funny. When I was in college, I wrote my selfish, but it's just a fear that I I lost my huge forty-page paper because the building again had like a blackout, and it was before <laughs> laptops and computers. I had like a word processor. It was nineteen ninety-five, and I lost everything. I lost everything. So now I don't depend on, like I don't Technology. even do online booking. Like you call me. I'm scared of it. <laughs> but if you it call me. your business. I know. <laughs> they, they back things up now. <laughs> but you can call me and I can ship something anywhere. Okay. Yeah, because it's hard. Would you say, because I've heard, I don't know if it's true. I've heard you should never buy doTERRA essential oils on Amazon. They're not necessarily really doTERRA essential Probably oils. not. Like I do use doTERRA and I like doTERRA because they actually like the lemons that they use for their lemon oil are farmed in, in Italy where the best lemons could be grown. So it's, nothing is in a greenhouse. Everything is in its natural environment. But I did hear that too. So I just, I order everything right through. So is that true of, of like the salt lamps? You shouldn't to trust what's on Amazon? I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. It's so hard to know. I spend I hours trying to find I know. salt lamps I really don't harm. know. Okay. So we can call you. Place the yes. order. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, or my distributor, who's out of Montague, New Jersey, He's, his business is called Himalayan Salt Cart, and you can order right directly from him. He and I get everything from him. So you can go on his website and he has everything. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what kind of salt do you like to, to for baths? You do we Himalayan? The, yeah, Himalayan salt. We either have the coarse brine, which is good for adults, because while you're soaking, like you can rub it and exfoliate your skin. But I use the fine brine with the kids, because it just dissolves as soon as they lay in the tub. Okay. So they don't even... And what about to eat or to cook? I have the grinders, I have the, the Himalayan. Himalayan salt. Do you use other kinds or just them? Sometimes I use red Hawaiian salt, like in my cooking, like if I need something a little bit different, but usually it's just Himalayan salt. And I drink the Soleil every morning. I had endometriosis my whole life and I don't have pain anymore. Wow. Weird. Okay. So do you only eat mostly Himalayan salt because it's the most healing, the most... Benefit. Because it's the purest. Like regular purest. table salt has been overheated so many times that it's stripped of all of its minerals, yeah. and that's actually what potentially causes higher blood pressure. This is like literally like they mind it, they grind it, and you eat it. Like it's pure. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This Thanks is fascinating.
Thanks for tuning in. For the rest of this episode, you can enjoy listening to more of the Kundalini Yoga class. Enjoy! tuning in. Join me on my journey for practical, non-toxic living. Register to enter my detox community at www.nontoxicliving.tips, where you can find podcast show notes, links, and additional free information about practical, non-toxic living. That's www.nontoxicliving.tips. Until next time.